Hi, I'm Trinity Wheeler. And I'm Alan Shaw. And this is Rhapsody Radio. We are back again. Hello, guys. I'm with Mary Beth Henderson. Hello, hello. Oh, ooh, that was so sexy. Uh, and that was then, for you. <laughs> thank you very much. And then I'm with Elliot McPherson, our Rhapsody nutritionist. Hello, sir. What's up? So. <laughs> I tried to be unsexy. I know. It was the least <laughs> sexy that you could ever be. So uh, I'm so excited that you were back with us because in episode seven, we talked about the foundations of nutrition. And I think there were so many knowledge bombs that happened in there. I think All I, the knowledge bombs. All the knowledge bombs. So simple, but not easy. Not that was easy. like, nope. But it's good. I think, you're, I think a lot of people gained a lot of knowledge from that. Um, For sure. We are now going to go into performance nutrition optimized. And basically what that means is when we're in the gym or we're going for an athletic endeavor or even just wanting to improve our everyday fitness inside the gym, how do we do that? And so obviously I I want everyone to go listen to episode seven because that's where all the foundations and all the fundamentals are. But now I want to dive into like, okay, and questions that I get all the time are like, Alan, when am I supposed to drink a pre-workout? Or when am I supposed to eat prior to prior to training? Or what am I supposed to do after training? Or should I, you know, if I'm doing a marathon, for example, Mary Beth, let's talk about marathoning. Um, <laughs> wh- how do I fuel myself throughout that entire day sort of deal? So let's dive in. Yeah. Pro yeah, tip, sure. marathon takes more than 1,100 calories a day. <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, so like he talked about with the foundation of nutrition, that's definitely f- for your health and wellness. And what we're going to be talking about in this episode is definitely more along the lines of performance and optimizing whatever you're wanting to do, whether that's run a marathon or just optimize your performance in the gym. We just got done doing our open workout. So yes. that's like <laughs> definitely, you know, if you're looking to do a competition, that's definitely what we're looking forward towards, towards this, you know, optimizing your nutrition. Um so it's kind of broken up. I kind of break it up into the fundamentals, performance, and then supplementation. Mm-hmm. So in terms of fundam- fundamentals, the number one most important thing when it comes to performance is the amount of calories that you're intaking throughout the day. Right. Um, so to perform optimally, to recover optimally from your workouts, to make sure that you have enough energy going into your next workout, what matters most is your overall calories on a day-to-day basis. Right. So if you're under eating in those calories then you're not going to perform as optimally as you can. Right. Um, and most people, in terms of performance-wise, mainly, mainly under-eat their calories. Um, so that's really where a lot of people, when we start, when I tar- start to work with them, if that is their goal, is really bumping up those calories in terms to make sure that we're optimizing that performance and, most importantly, optimizing that recovery process from the day of hard training that you had. You're doing like an engine check, basically. You're, you're going in and you're saying, all right, like, if you want to optimize your performance. Are you actually hitting those foundations that we talked about in episode seven? Like that's what I love because if that shit is not there, excuse my French, uh, then the performance is not going to be optimized. True. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in terms of the fundamentals, obviously they're fundamentals for a reason. You definitely need to have those down, but in terms of the overall calories, that's really what's going to bump up your performance for most people when they're looking for our performance based nutrition plan. Mm -hmm. Um, is making sure that those calories are are dialed in because again most people undereat, which just means they're going to underperform. Right. Um, the second part of what I talk about with most people is kind of their macro breakdown. So macros, protein, carbs, and fat. Mm-hmm. Um, we're looking for 
a high amount of carbs to make sure that you are properly energized for your workouts and recovering properly. Carbs are your main source of energy for your entire body, for your muscles, for your brain, for everything. So we want to make sure that that's optimized. We're looking for 50% of your overall calories coming from carbs. Yes. Um, yes. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. It's, it's a good thing. Um, and then kind of breaking down the other macronutrients, we're looking for 30% coming from protein. Mm. So if you're hitting those fundamentals that we talked about in episode seven, you for sure are doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the remaining 20% is fat. We need to make sure that we're getting at least 20% to make sure that we're, you know, having hormone production, you know, optimized and mm-hmm. making sure that we're still hitting everything our body needs because yeah. we can't just not give our body a macronutrient that it needs. Right. Um, You don't want to mess with those hormones. You definitely do not. Tell you what. (laughs) But making sure that our body has the proper amount of calories and then the proper macro breakdown Mm -hmm. is the top two things that I focus on with most people. Um, It might slightly differ depending on whatever your endeavor is. Maybe Mm -hmm. if you're more of an endurance athlete, that might be a little bit different. But for most people in terms of like a competition especially a CrossFit competition, that's really where we're going to base all our numbers off of. Yeah. Kind of going from there, uh, the third thing is minerals and hydration. I'm just going to lump those together. Just making sure that we're hitting all of our micronutrients from our fruits and vegetables and making sure that we're properly hydrated. That's another big thing that I, I see with most people, especially trying to optimize their performance is that they under eat and they severely under hydrate mm-hmm. and to make sure that you're actually optimizing muscle contractions, optimizing recovery, optimizing sleep. Hydration is a huge component of that. Yeah. Um, so kind of basing off of whatever your body weight is, we're looking for kind of 60% of your body weight in ounces per yeah. day. Um, and that might seem like a little high for most people, but that's a good thing. Yeah. Because drink more water. Yeah. So question on hydration. Sure. Because especially, you know, we're we're here in Charleston. It's a beautiful day. The weather's starting to heat up. I've definitely had workouts or go through months at a time where like you cannot get enough water. Right. So are when it comes to hydration, are there some some ways, especially when you're having to to intake more? that you can get your body what it needs? Like, are, are, are there any tips or tricks there? Yeah, so especially when it starts to heat up for most of my clients, there's other ways to get water in. You can start to have like other things that contain water in them. So fruit is a great way to kind of bump up your water intake. Mm-hmm. The other thing that mainly I talk about with people is to make sure that they have proper electrolytes. So the more electrolytes you have, especially that you're losing from sweat, the more water you're actually going to retain and the better you are in terms of that hydration. So if it's super hot out and you're sweating a lot, if you're not properly refueling with electrolytes, then that water is kind of just, I wouldn't say passing through you, but it's definitely not going to be optimized you know, fully. So making sure that you are taking electrolytes, and that doesn't necessarily mean you need to like buy electrolyte tablets or do anything like that, like just salt your food. Mm-hmm. Um, salt your food at every single meal. Um, you can, <laughs> you, you can <laughs> take electrolyte tablets. Me. You can do like Gatorades, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Gatorade zeros are a great option. Um, just making sure that you're getting that high Gatorade zero. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if we're going to have a Gatorade, just have a Gatorade. Uh, there you go. <laughs> uh, Sorry. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we're really disappointing that just, that him. That just really struck a chord with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, but I understand what you're saying. Trust me, I did not yeah. like them when I first started. I was like, yeah. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, no guys. It did remind me of my, my soccer days though, because they used to mix Gatorade with water and uh, like, give it to us, and it was disgusting. Yeah, but we had to drink it. Yeah, that's mm. pee water. Okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so right instead yeah. of like, and then really the three main tips are like the the fruit fruit electrolytes and then the biggest thing is trying to space out your water intake as much as you possibly can mm. so making sure that you're not trying to like back load your water or front load your water throughout the day i mean it's better to front load for sure but making sure that you know just like anything protein vegetable anything you kind of want to try to spread that out as much as you possibly can throughout the day mm. and making sure that we'll get into it when we talk about performance and timing but making sure that water intake is also primed around your workout to make sure that you're optimized in terms of the actual workout itself yeah the 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 big thing that i learned so after after hydration then we talk about sleep because i i'm a big proponent of sleep i love sleep um i haven't gotten a lot of it in the last three years but (laughs) (laughs) but i like when we talked about it because you you broke it down into the rem cycles right so talk to me about that yeah so the two biggest things i talk about with sleep is number one is quantity Mm -hmm. so we're looking for anywhere between seven to nine hours, preferably a night. I know that's a little high. Excellent. Um, no, that's great. Training gets 10. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so if you're really trying like to, opt- a vampire. if you're Does really trying work? to optimize, <laughs> he's not here so we can talk about him. Yeah. If you're really trying to optimize 10 would be great. Yeah. Um, but obviously for some people that's just not realistic. Yeah. And then the other component, if you cannot get those seven to nine, or even if you can is the quality of sleep. Mm. Um, So the quality of sleep plays a big role in terms of your recovery process. So we're looking for anywhere between three to four REM cycles. So that just means you're getting into deep sleep three to four times throughout the night because your body goes through cycles. Mm -hmm. Um, And every cycle that you kind of go through, the more growth hormone, the more testosterone, the more recovery that you can actually get and the more muscle you can build through each of those REM cycles. So some people get eight hours of sleep but it's crappy sleep and they're waking up in the middle of the night and they never get through those cycles and they're Mm -hmm. not optimizing that performance part of their body right and honestly the biggest tool i would ever say for recovery in terms of um for any any athlete or anyone is sleep and hydration so number one is sleep if you're not getting eight to nine hours or seven to nine hours of quality sleep per night any of those other recovery tools you're using are just, you can just throw them out the window. They're really not doing much unless you're getting that optimized sleep. Right. Um, so in terms of when we talk about these three to four REM cycles, people are like, well, how do I do that? Um, biggest one is setting your circadian rhythm. So that just means going to bed at the same time and waking up at the same time yeah. every single day or that around routine. the same time every single day. That really helps to set that rhythm and make sure that your body knows okay, I'm going to bed at 10 p.m. every single night, waking up at 6 or 7 a.m. every single night, and boom, I got my eight hours, and I'm going to bed and waking up at the same time every single night. Um, Other components is just making sure that you're kind of optimizing your sleep environment. Mm. So that means, you know, getting off. (laughs) That sounds fun. (laughs) Sounds cozy. (laughs) That just means like getting off your phone, getting off any electronic device. I know. Thirty minutes before you go to bed, making sure that um, you know you're maybe reading a book before bed, doing something, having a tea, something to de-stress, and then. But don't like don't like read Harry Potter. You want to read like something that's like pretty dull, oh, right? Blasphemy! Oh, <laughs> always read Harry Potter. What you say? Yeah. Yeah. He's Slytherin. Um, <laughs> and then um, 
and then just making sure you know like the room is cold mm-hmm. um other things like that making sure the bed's cold like i don't there's a, there's a lot of things that you can do to optimize that sleep performance mm-hmm. but just making sure that you're not just getting quantity of sleep but you're getting quality of sleep nice um and then the last biggest component that we talked about is stress management yeah um one of the biggest components that can kind of take away from your performance in terms of your recovery and or your performance in the gym is your stress. Mm -hmm. Mm. There's a lot of those components that actually affect like metabolically and also like hormonally that stress has a big component. We won't get into all that, but just the other side of it is that like if you're super stressed and now you're putting the stress of performance on top of that, it's just, you're never going to perform optimally. So making sure that you're kind of, dialing in that stress as best as you possibly can Mm -hmm. and kind of giving your opportunity to relax throughout the day to make sure that you're going and stepping into the gym optimally. Mm -hmm. So that could even mean that like before you go into the gym, you take a 15, 20 minute break right before, make sure that you de-stress, make sure that you're actually kind of getting in the zone, as they say, like right before your workout. So you know that you're coming in to hit it optimally. Right. So you're not really thinking about anything else. You're not bringing in your phone with you. You're not bringing near the outside things that are stressing you throughout the day into the gym or into that performance. Great. So then once, uh, so once all of those sort of fundamentals are set in stone or set in place, we then go into, okay, day of, you know, what, how do, how do I, how do I plan out my day when it comes to my training schedule? Right. Let's say, let's say I'm going and I have a competition that's going to be happening, you know, Three months from now, on a daily basis, I'm going in and I'm having my workout at 2 p.m. every day, and that that workout's going to take me 90 minutes to get done everything. Walk me through a normal day when it comes to pre-workout, in the middle of the workout, post-workout. Yeah. So one, I'm going to just reiterate that if we do not have all those fundamentals that I just talked about, mm-hmm. that this part of your nutrition is, and is not, is not going to matter that much. Yeah. Um, you know, we always talk about it, you know, the, the foundations and kind of building upon those foundations. If we don't have that prior foundation, then me talking about, you know, adding in some pre-workout or post or whatever around your workout, if you're not getting the proper amount of calories, sleep, hydration, all of those things, then it's not really going to make that big of a difference. It might make a little bit of a difference, but it's not going to like boost your performance to like the end. Yeah. You've got other stuff to do before you get there. Yeah. Yeah. So if we're, if we're going in, our workout is at two, we want to try to have a pre-workout meal anywhere between an hour to two hours prior Mm -hmm. to your workout, depending on how kind of you digest, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. if one hour before you work out is a little bit too close and you feel like you're a little, um, splashy, yeah, splashy, or maybe, um, (laughs) you might throw that back up. Then we try to go for two hours. Yeah. Um, what we're looking, don't have (laughs) (laughs) fun. What we're looking for in terms of that eating window, that hour to two hours before we're looking for eating, anywhere between 30 to 50 grams of simple carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. And that just means something that's super low in fiber. Mm -hmm. So that could be oatmeal, white rice, potatoes, bread, those certain fruit, those certain types of things is super high in sugar. Mm -hmm. I know that's a bad word, not Mm -hmm. a bad word. But um, that's what we're looking for in terms of performance, anywhere between 30 to 50 grams of carbs. Yeah. You're looking anywhere between 20 to 30 grams of protein, as long as you're within that one to two hour window before you work out. Um, You're looking for 16 to 20 ounces of water. So making sure that we're hydrating. 
And then the biggest thing in terms of your pre-workout is just trying to limit fat and fiber around that workout. Mm -hmm. So we're not trying to have some meal that's super high in fat, some meal that's super high in fiber Mm -hmm. around the workout. Now, we still want that stuff in our diet, but making sure that if you're working out at two, that we're having that meal at 12 and we're saving the fat and the fiber for more before, way before or after the workout. Right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Thought you were going to add something. Um, Great. I was just thinking about food when you were talking. I was like, what would I have before? You know what? I was was thinking about when I rode in high school uh and between races, my coach used to run down to the dock and he would literally throw a handful of Snickers bars into the boat because Snickers we, we didn't have time to turn around and, and get yeah. anything. And so we'd just be rowing out, nibbling on Snickers. Oh my. And actually listening <laughs> to that, I'm like, this, that may not have been as terrible as <laughs> yeah. I thought initially. Yeah, like, so, you're like, okay. Can- okay. Candy's a great option, yeah. actually. Yeah. <laughs> so good to know. Yeah. Make sure Important your fundamentals are, sure set the fundamentals are set. But yes, <laughs> yeah. candy is a great Snickers, simple sugar. <laughs> place for it. And that's yeah, all it I need. Absolutely. Yeah. But absolutely. honestly, we, you know, I, I talk about it all the time with people who definitely do competitions, especially CrossFit competitions, which are mainly usually two to three days and uh-huh. there's multiple events in the day. Yeah. I have so many people that have like gone to a competition, the first competition, they get through the day and they have not eaten anything. Like they're going in between events mm-hmm. and they have not had, they've had breakfast and they have dinner and they're like, yep, that's all I had throughout the day. And I'm like, I would rather you just have the Snickers or yeah, just like something. some candy or yeah. something in your stomach like, throughout the day how did that to make sure that you? you're getting those carbs in before you work out. Yeah. So, so. this is the, the, actually, this is a great segue into, I, which is a, I think this is a, I think you're going to blow some people's minds with this because I love how you break it down into, you know, zero to 90 minutes of working out and then 90 minutes plus. How yeah. does that work? So in terms of like intra workout, so in like while you're working out, if you're looking for a workout, you're doing like a just a normal class workout, anywhere between zero to 90 minutes, you don't necessarily need any form of energy um, inputted into the system. So you don't definitely need to take any carbs or anything like that. What I really suggest is just hydration. So 16 to 20 ounces of water um, throughout the throughout the workout would mm-hmm. be would would be optimal. But anything below 90 minutes, you're not really gaining anything from adding work, adding carbs into that, um, kind of workout equation, but yeah. anything that's longer than 90 minutes, or maybe you're having multiple events cause you're doing a competition. Yeah. Then that's when we want to start to input a little bit of carbs into the system to make sure that we're kind of giving the, the, the body what it needs. Okay. So, so 90 plus minutes Snickers. Yeah. <laughs> 90 less. No yeah, Snickers. No Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> So if we're looking for um, kind of 90 minutes plus, you're looking for 16 to 20 ounces of water again. Mm-hmm. Um, you're looking for 20 grams of carbs per hour okay. of working out. So if we're working out for two hours, you're looking for 40 grams of carbs. Yeah. Um, and then anywhere between 250 to 500 grams of sodium, whether yeah. that's coming from, you, again, you can do it from a Gatorade, uh, electrolyte tablet. Something like that, because when you're working out for that long, you're definitely sweating a lot. So you definitely need to replenish those electrolytes to make sure that you're kind of giving your muscles all the electrolytes it needs to do all of those muscle contractions. Right. Um, If we're not giving our body that, then what we talked about in the foundations, your body slows down. Right. To kind of, because that's all you're giving it. Yeah. Um, 
So anything longer than 90 minutes, I always suggest some form of water, carbs, electrolyte in uh, like a water bottle or whatever it is, shaker bottle, so that they can actually, you know, optimize their performance. I love that. And especially when it becomes those multiple event things, trying to get as much of that possible throughout the day, because you're really not going to ever like overeat in a competition. So just like trying, I was just talk to my clients about like, just try to get something down. Mm -hmm. And that's where, you know, like some form of like liquid calories is like the best form possible. Cause it's just like, you can actually drink Mm -hmm. a lot of times you're, you know, nervous or whatever it is in your stomach. You just can't handle it. Yeah. So I just go for the simplest thing. So like liquid calories, the candy, something just super simple that your body can just digest super quickly and it doesn't sit around in your stomach very long. Yeah. So then the biggest question that I always get is the post-workout. Yeah. So 30 to 60 minutes after workout. Yeah. So post-workout, like you said, we're looking for optimizing 30 to 60 minutes post-workout, or I guess zero to 60 minutes post-workout. I guess you could have it right after. Right after, baby. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're looking for 30 to 50 grams of carbs. Again, some form of simple carbs, just like the Mm -hmm. pre-workout, just to replenish those stores and really optimize that recovery process. Mm-hmm. We're looking for anywhere between 25 to 35 grams of protein. Okay. Depending on how large of an athlete you are. Yeah. Um, and again, those carbs and those protein kind of go hand in hand. So we're really trying to optimize the carbs actually help the protein kind of get into the muscle and start that process. So the faster that we can have those two together, mm-hmm. the be- the more optimized your recovery is going to get. Okay. Um, and then finally, just again, we're going to harp on it. Hydration. So 16 to 20 ounces of water and really, if you're wanting to really optimize, depending on how much you sweat during your workout, that's when we add in electrolytes as well. Okay. So if we're especially like doing a workout, we hit our pre-workout, it's not a longer than 90 minute workout. We're just drinking water through the workout. Post-workout, that's when you want to do carbs, protein, electrolytes. Cool. I look at all those three things and this immediately goes into supplementation because I think when I say supplements, people always go, protein shakes. <clears throat> Like what, where does that fit in? And I I look at the post-workout and I'm like, okay, well, 30 to 50 grams of carbs. Okay. There's that 25 to 35 grams of protein and 16 to 20 ounces of water. I'm like, okay, well that's a protein shake, right? Yeah. Most protein shakes just have the protein. Um, so you would have to put like coconut water. Ooh, maybe. I tell you what, it works. (laughs) Does it? (laughs) Does have the electrolytes. Ooh. Um, yeah. So you can do, we'll, we'll get into supplementation, but yeah, you definitely can get a carb shake mm-hmm. or you could just have like a banana or bananas around pretty much 30 grams of per- 30 grams of carbs Ooh. um or like any other form bread rice rice cakes i love rice cakes oh i love rice mm. like those uh quaker cinnamon ones oh <laughs> talking my language two of those in a protein shake <laughs> or speaking my language yeah, yeah. um <laughs> but yeah we'll, we'll dive into supplements um the one caveat that I have with supplements is that it is a supplement. Mm -hmm. So it supplements something that your body cannot get in from actual food. So that's the biggest thing I tell people. Supplements are not better than real food. Mm -hmm. Real food's actually better than supplements. And also that you having supplements over real food is not going to make any difference in your performance. Hmm. The only reason it will make a difference is if you are not hitting what you need to hit with normal food. Mm. And that usually comes down to these two things, which is timing. So you just don't have enough time in the day 
to do those things. I take a protein shake after I work out because I don't have time to go home and have a chicken breast and do all that. Or the other thing is just volume. A lot of people, I give them their calorie amount and they're like, this is just way too much physical food. So I need to supplement with some form of liquid protein or carb shake. Mm -hmm. Um, But those really are the two main things that limit you. So yeah. don't think, don't go into thinking that I'm going to take this protein shake over eating yeah. an actual dinner and it's going to boost my performance more because it's a protein shake. It's yeah. not going to. Yeah. It's a supplement. It only supplements for something that you're not going to get in your body. So then you talk about the timing and the volume, but then let's talk about there are so many supplements out there and I think people get lost in the weeds when it comes to that. Tell me what's, what are proven, right? right and what's not? Yeah, so there's only, I would say, four proven um, over years of studies that actually have shown an actual increase in performance. Mm-hmm. Um, one is whey protein or some type of protein shake. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, for the reason of if you're not getting that amount of protein that your body needs, you supplement with a whey protein shake, you're going to see performance increases. Great. So if you're having to hit 180 grams of protein a day and you physically can't do that with food, if you supplement with a protein shake and it gets you to that number, then now you're optimizing your performance. You're going to see more results. Cool. Um, the second thing is a carb shake for the, for the exact same reason. If you're not able to get enough carbs, mm-hmm. carb shake. Yeah. Um, and there's super simple ones that are super fast acting carbs that go into your stomach and super fast gastric emptying um, and go into the system really fast. Yeah. Um, the two other ones that are not necessarily like a whey or a carb shake is creatine. Mm-hmm. Um, so creatine monohydrates like the cheapest one and it saturates the muscle hundred percent. So I wouldn't, unless it messes with your stomach, I wouldn't go for anything else. There's a lot of claims that just break that down really quick. So people know exactly what creatine is. Yeah. So creatine is just like another form of energy. It's like an, an energy system in the body. Mm-hmm. So kind of like a super heavy lift or a fast sprint, what you're using for energy is creatine phosphate. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you supplement with creatine monohydrate it just saturates the muscle with that creatine phosphate so that you can actually use it for energy Mm. in the system interesting um so if you're supplementing with that then you're just giving your body an increased performance in terms of like fast sprints heavy lifts fast workouts i mean a lot of crossfit is that right so you're gonna see some performance boost with that um so going for creatine monohydrate you don't need any more than five grams so it's usually the like supplement is just one scoop. Yeah. So don't, you don't need to load it or anything like that. Yeah. Um, and the one thing I'd say with creatine is that it's about taking it on a perpetual thing. It takes around a month for your body to fully saturate mm-hmm. the muscles. So you have to take it every single day. Now there's a caveat with that. You might see some, it does increase water retention. So you might feel bloated. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to increase that performance. You're right. going to be able to have that energy system a little bit more. Cool. Um, the other one? Then the last one is beta alanine. Yeah. Um, it's found in a lot of pre-workouts. It's actually what gives you the flushing effect or that tingles if, you t- if you've ever taken pre-workout. Oh, when your face starts yeah, to itch. Yeah, nose tingle. Yeah, I was like, mm, yeah. okay, here we go. <laughs> um, I'm ready to go. <laughs> what it does is it buffers like lactic acid. Uh-huh. Um, that feeling or that bicarbonate that, that forms up, that feels that, um, if you've ever burning. been on a bike yeah, yeah, and your legs start to just ache and burn, that's what that is. Yeah. Yeah. So I know it well, yeah. it <laughs> does, it does buffer it. It does take, it's, it's more researched in the 20 to 30 rep range. 
So I do actually suggest it for CrossFit athletes because it does, I mean, most of our workouts are higher rep, low rep, mm-hmm. or higher rep, low weight. Mm-hmm. So it really potentially could help. But again, it's just one of those things that's, you know, that upper 0.1% of, and as long as if you're not hitting all the rest of the foundations, it's not going to make a difference. Right. Yeah. Um, but those are the four supplements that are actually proven to make some difference as long as you're hitting the rest of the things. So whey protein, carb shake, uh, creatine, and beta alanine. Great. Um, so I noticed you didn't say caffeine. Yeah. So caffeine is definitely, <laughs> no, that's definitely a performance enhancer. A lot of people, I actually have them on caffeine or have them drink a cup of coffee before their workout rather than taking beta alanine if they don't like that flushing effect. It's not going to, you know, do the, the like buffering of the lactic acid, but you know, it's a vasodilator. So it's going to increase blood flow. You know, you're going to feel energized. It gives you a sexy term. What's that? Vasodilator. Ooh. Dilates. Mm. The, uh, Vi- <laughs> not violates the dilator. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. So, you know, it just increases blood flow. So it's definitely performance. Um, I don't really consider it a supplement because people just like take coffee. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's definitely a, if you're not wanting to do beta alanine and like you're wanting that pump up, mm-hmm. then I, w- I suggest caf- or like coffee and, okay. or caffeine. Yeah, you can't ju- you can't be like me though that has literally like eight cups of coffee a day. Yeah, <laughs> because then it just it doesn't That's matter. That's a little too much yeah. of a good thing, I yeah. think. I th- yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, if you know you drinking a cup of coffee because you have eight cups of coffee does absolutely nothing. Then yeah, it's just yeah. <laughs> you're wanting yeah. something that we've you talked feel, about that. Okay, Elliot, you feel the it. effects of. <laughs> Thank you. It just keeps you standing. <laughs> yeah, it at just that does. Point. Yeah, literally. Yeah, just put it in my veins. Um, so I know that we, in episode seven, we talked about how people can get in touch with you and how to work with you. Obviously they can go to the Rhapsody fitness website. They can go to the tab uh, about Rhapsody nutrition. Um, the, all your information is on our website as well. Um, but when somebody comes to you and they, they want to optimize their nutrition, uh, for their performance, um, is it the same sort of breakdown that you do with a person that's just coming to you to get the foundations correct? Yeah, so it's it's the same process. They come for a consultation. I sit down with them, go mm-hmm. over their goals, find out their why. Um, everything's exactly the same. It's just obviously you're looking to optimize your performance, um, and that's a goal. Mm-hmm. So we base off the nutrition plan based off of whatever your goals are, mm-hmm. making sure that all of those foundations are in check because, again, we focus on health and wellness, then performance. Yeah. So making sure that you're not just stipping, skipping that step and you're like, I want to optimize because, again we talk about it over and over. If you don't have that first foundational brick or whatever you want to call it, then I stack a brick on top of it. It's just going to crumble. So you're not really optimizing anything if you don't have those foundations set in stone. Um, So we kind of go over that and then we start to work together and kind of go from there. Um, And then you crush your event. Mm. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just based off of whatever you're looking for in terms of that event or whatever performance you have looking forward to. We kind of base it off of, you know, however long that is away. And we Mm -hmm. optimize that performance and that nutrition based around that. And then I also, as long as it's within my window of working with you, kind of go through the actual event and the weekend and how that should look and carb loading the week before and doing all of those things that yeah. you should be doing in terms of performance and actually working with you through the event. Yeah. Wait, um, pause. So you just said carb loading the week before? Yes. <laughs> so it's not just the night before? No, it's not the God. night before. <laughs> it's That's a, a g- miracle I survived any of these races. <laughs> 
what Don't the worry, big, I did the, the same thing yeah. in soccer, and then we learned it in school that it's like, oh uh, yeah, the night before does absolutely nothing. Yeah, it needs to be disappointing. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think it's just before. an excuse that uh, Trinity wanted to go to book at a Beppo to go get some <laughs> pasta before <laughs> dopey marathon. He's like, no, we got a carb load. We got a carb load. I was like, I love you. I don't know if that's exactly how yeah. it works. But Although I'm kind of excited to hear it's three it's, to yeah. four days before. I know. You, you get a full week. All the week. spaghetti dinners. I love yeah. that. Yeah. Well, this this is awesome because I, I think there are a lot of people out there that, one, see nutrition as a as a way of, okay, I, 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 I want to optimize what I'm doing. I have this race coming up. I have the Spartan race. I have, I have the marathon that's coming up. I want to be able to optimize what I'm doing because I want to be successful. Um, but also gut check, there are other things that you need to focus on in order to make, to optimize your nutrition prior to, you know, just pre post nutrition or supplementation, all of that stuff. Um, and I really love how you just drill down on that because again, we're not looking for quick fixes. We're looking for you to optimize. Yeah. Your performance, not only in your event, but also in your life, which I think is really cool. For sure. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy that you're here. Again, if you guys want to reach out, you can reach out to Elliot McPherson. You can go to the Rhapsody Fitness website and you can read all about him um, and what he's doing. Uh, and you can also reach out to us as well. You can do info at rhapsodyfitness.com if you would like to like to get in touch with us. Um, I want you guys to subscribe. So click that subscribe button for us and give us that five-star review. We love to see um, all those reviews coming in. If you want to engage with us on Instagram at Rhapsody Radio Show or email us at info at rhapsodyradio.com, we'll get right back to you. I am so um, excited that you are here with us, Elliot and Mary Beth. I love you. Awesome, guys. We will see you later. See you guys. Bye, Bye guys. <laughs>